This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome back, everybody, to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 134. Uh, this week, before I get into what we're doing here, I have to give a little bit of a explanation slash introduction, I guess. First of all, if you were expecting this to be the New Japan Cup pick'em um, and you've been living under a rock, I guess, that's obviously not happening. Um, you know, there's been a coronavirus outbreak really worldwide now, but, you know, especially in Japan. So that is why we're not doing this show. You know, New Japan canceled 11 shows. Uh, it's very unclear if the New Japan Cup tournament will even be the same format when and if they're able to come back. Um, I mean, it, it, I will say it does look like they're going to come back after the 15th. But, uh, you know, it seems like that's the date that everybody nationwide is shooting for when you look at all these cancellations. But, you know, there's really no way of knowing that right now. And, you know, if things get much worse, I'm assuming they will probably have to cancel even more shows. But, uh, you know, it's something happening nationwide. I've seen canceled events, or worldwide, I should say. I've seen canceled events anywhere, everywhere. Uh, but that's why we're not doing the New Japan Cup Pick'em. We'll try to get that crew back together and do the Pick'em if it becomes obvious that the tournament is resuming. And once we have, like, we, we know the, t- the final format for the tournament when it does return. In the meantime, very last minute here... Uh, I think we've thrown together a fun episode, and I have to give the shout-out to my first two guests for coming up with it. I actually don't remember which one of you did. I think it was Paul. Or maybe it was Gerard. I don't know. One of you can insert yourself I think here. it was me. Uh, okay. Yes, I know you both, like, you both like simultaneously volunteered when you uh, you know, pitched it in the Slack. So, first of all, Gerard, thank you very much, and thank you for coming back on. Uh, uh, thanks, so I haven't even said what it is yet, but I guess it's in the <laughs> it's in the title. We're doing a '90s Puro Fantasy Draft, which should be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is like something that I've wanted to like do, and an idea I've had. So, like, I'm really, really excited about this. 
Yeah. So we'll get into the specific rules in a little bit here, but I just wanted to get that little preamble out of the way. Obviously a very unfortunate situation and, you know, our hearts go out to everybody affected by it, but, uh, you know, we're going to try to keep rolling here with the podcast and we got to have, I think we have a very good substitute topic here. Uh, also, as I just mentioned, welcome back, Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm still here in Storm Lake, Ireland, where I think we're now entering a full month of literally a storm every single weekend so far. So fingers crossed, yeah. maybe we will actually get a weekend next week where we won't have a storm. We'll see. Yes, that'd be nice. Uh, and also welcoming here a first-time guest um, came with the very impressive recommendation of one small doink in the uh, voice in the Discord when I asked for a volunteer looking for the a fourth person. Uh, h- hello, Flay. Um, hello. I'd just like to say that uh, speaking on the coronavirus thing, I currently live in a town where uh, things uh, in a state really were the whole situation or the whole, I guess, the disease has just touched down and there's certainly a mass, con- not hysteria yet, but concern at the current moment. And uh, I'm I'm just chilling at uh, home. And uh, this pro draft thing, uh, something that uh, I've never really considered, but I do like drafts. And uh, so I'm excited to take part. Thank you for the introduction, John. Yep. And uh, I, I hope everything, obviously, you need to stay safe over there. I mean, we we, there's, we just heard about people in, like, Brooklyn and Nassau that might have it, Nassau County. So I'm assuming it's coming to New York soon. But, uh, you know, I, I I hope everybody, like, stay well read on it if, if you're listening at home and, like, you don't know much about it. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like, um, like I'm blowing it off either because it's serious. But, I mean, it has a 2% mortality rate. You're probably not going to die if you get this thing. So I think it is important to keep that in mind, you know, especially if you're not elderly or, um, you know, someone whose immune system is compromised. If you are either one of those things, and obviously, you know, I, I totally get why you're extremely concerned, but for everybody else, I always think it's best to keep calm and, you know, just wash your hands a lot and hope we'll all get through this. I mean, if you get this disease, if you get this virus, there seems to be a high chance that you won't even have any symptoms at all. And, you know, there's other people who only are like have symptoms like a mild cold. So I think it is important to keep that in mind since it's very obvious to, or it's very easy to panic in this kind of situation. Um, I was also going to say that I would like to thank, uh, you already mentioned him, but I'd like to thank my good friend, uh, Small Doink, for, uh, for recommending me or, or notifying me of the opportunity to take part in this podcast. He introduced me to uh, the Super Jcast server, Discord server. And um, yeah, so thank you, Doink, for that. Thank you, Doink. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to get into the, into the draft in a second here. Before we do, the only other thing I wanted to mention is the other big news uh, coming out of Japan, which I think is important to at least touch on since it's the first one of these I can recall in a very long time. Um, it looks like we're having a Japanese wrestling promotion uh, completely shut down after April 1st. Uh, Wrestle One is no longer going to be with us. Um, you know, the wording was like indefinite hiatus, which, you know, I think maybe sounds to some people like maybe they'll come back someday. And they, you know, there was like a press conference where Muto and Kazayashi 
kind of left the door open, but like, you know, they basically, the most they said was like, uh, they weren't ruling, willing to rule out the idea that they might come back someday. And, you know, that, I, I really doubt it, honestly. Um, you know, I also know some people are jumping to the conclusion that uh, WWE is buying them for NXT Japan. Uh, everything I've heard is that that is not the case. I've heard that from multiple people who are pretty well connected over there. So, um, you know, I guess it could still turn out to happen, but apparently from what I've heard, that's not uh, what's going on here. Uh, It sounds like it's just a case, you know, and part of this is just me speculating. I mean, Mudo came out and said that the the company didn't have, has been in the red since it was formed. And, you know, the parent company um, didn't really see a path forward for it. I think the writing was kind of on the wall from the moment that Muto stepped down and like, you know, stepped away and like, you know, had his pro wrestling master shows that are, I guess, still going to continue. And those draw better than wrestle one. So I'm sure, you know, the, the funders were like, why are we funding both of these things? If one draws better than the other, and it's probably also cheaper to run. Um, and the Japanese economy is also kind of in a bit of a free fall right now. Uh, they lost like six and a half percent last quarter based on um you know the 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 typhoon that went through there typhoon or tsunami i don't remember one of the two (laughs) but you know they lost six and a half percent last quarter over that um you know i think it's typhoon actually and that's before all this stuff happened you know there's also like a, a big tax increase which i think you know obviously didn't help either in the last quarter and now this quarter i think obviously things are going to be even further down with all the you know, coronavirus, uh, you know, disruption. So even though I don't think this was directly related to coronavirus, it's, which, again, some people thought was the case, um, you know, it, it, I'm sure that the, the the economy being in such a dire shape over there right now or, you know, being going through probably it's going to be two quarters of – two straight quarters of, of uh, you know, which once it contracts for two straight quarters, you're in a recession. So I think there that probably didn't help either. But yeah, I mean, this is the first Japanese wrestling promotion closure of this level in a very long time. Um, I was, I know you've you've been a long time fan too, Gerard. So I want to get you in here. What's the last one you can remember? Because the last one I can think of off the top of my head is like World Japan. Oh yeah, World Japan would be. But although they didn't even they lasted like a year or maybe like two years tops. So it's a yeah. little different because we have oh, almost, big mouth, big mouth loud, big mouth loud. I mean, yeah. on, on but on any other comparable level. I would argue that it's the biggest since FMW because it actually lasted a number of years. Yeah, like seven years, I guess, yeah. right? 2013. Yeah. So, uh, it is very – I was pretty stunned when I read it. Um, you know, it's one of those things that's, on one hand, not surprising because they, they've they really struggled to draw fans for pretty much their entire existence. But on the other hand – it is very surprising because, you know, I mean, zero one has struggled to draw fans for their entire existence. And they, you know, they, they haven't shut down and they, they just announced a sumo hall show for their 20th anniversary next year. So, um, I don't know. It just doesn't happen very often. Wrestling promotion shutting down in Japan. You want to get in here, Fly? Um, I was going to say, um, on your note about zero one, um, their early years, they drew fairly well if i remember correctly i don't remember when it was when they stopped drawing somebody who was more historically um knowledgeable than me could answer that but they definitely um i mean i think somebody tweeted out maybe it was you that they did um 
Rhea Goku shows on a was it biannual basis for a few years? No, they did. Something. So they did eight. They did eight of them total between when they founded in two thousand one and two thousand four, um, oh, and then they yeah. didn't do any. They didn't do any until twenty eleven, and then they did. A, they did one for their tenth anniversary in twenty eleven. So yeah, this is going to be their tenth ever Sumo Hall show coming up. I was going to say, um, with a promotion like Zero One compared to Wrestle One, Wrestle One was a very like. It had very pretty high production values, while compared to say zero one, which is um much more like bare bones setup. Um, like if you look at Wrestle One, one of the things they're most they were most known for were their great great video packages, you know, and their cool match graphics and all that, and all that stuff costs a lot of money. So, yeah, it's a great uh, point. What's it called? Was Gaura? Were they the money backer for Wrestle One? No, I mean, I, I think Mudo actually said it was like the old, whatever the name of the new company is that took the place of Dream Stage that used to back K1. I th- he said the name. I don't remember what it was, but I think that's that's who he said with the financiers. But yeah, um, I just think a wrestling one, given the, it seemed there was a lot of money being poured into the promotion and there wasn't really any return on the investment. Um, it was definitely a surprise for me, at least, because I really enjoyed Wrestle One. It was never really one of my favorite promotions um, in terms of like high end stuff. But anytime I'd watch their shows, I'd really enjoy them. I never really disliked anything from Wrestle One. They had a great, great roster. I am interested to see where some people go, like uh, Ashino, um, Daiki Inaba, Sego Tachibana. Um, Kodama Rashi, Kodama. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a great roster and um any promotion would be lucky to have some of those guys. Do you buy the theory that they're I guess we could I mean this is you know the next part of this discussion. Do you buy the idea that maybe a lot of them might might go to Noah? Because they already had like a Noah Wrestle One relationship with Nakajima's champion? Um I think it's a possibility. I saw somebody suggest an Enfant's Terrible Invasion of Noah, which would be a very interesting continuation of the Nakajima Wrestle 1 story. As I said, I don't really have any like knowledge of the inside connection, so I have no idea like who would be more inclined to sign specific places. But it would be uh, interesting. Um, on, the, on the point of the what's it called the alleged some believe that it could be an, an nxt japan involvement i just don't think that's likely at all considering that wrestle one is planning to release all their wrestlers from um, from their contracted wrestlers and if it was a wwe involvement i imagine i mean they usually operate i credit my good friend jacob um underscore dusty keyboard on twitter for mentioning this but they usually uh their modus operandi, so to speak, is just buying out promotions and buying out their rosters contracts, you know? So it doesn't right. really make sense for them to just allow the whole roster to be released if it's a WWE involvement. So I can yeah. safely rule that possibility out. It's the the entire roster and staff, they said, are gonna be uh released from their contracts on March thirty first. Um, you know, the last but they're all agreeing to work the the final show. It's gonna be April first at Corican Hall. Um you know, so far they haven't really announced any, um, you know, coronavirus-related cancellations or anything. The next big show they're supposed to have is on March 15th at Oda Ward Gym, which as of now, unless you guys have seen anything different, that's still on. 
So it's a very interesting situation where they're going to try to draw um, at Old Award Gym, which is, you know, like a 3,500 seat venue in the middle of a virus outbreak while they're also about to close. So I don't know about that one. That could be a very rough crowd. I guess we'll find out. I mean, you could also say maybe people come out of the woodwork to say goodbye or something. But I think if anything, that would be more for the April 1st Corican, which might also be towards the end of the, you know, the virus, like having a major impact in Japan, hopefully. So I would almost look at the, you know, like if they sell out the April 1st Corican, I honestly won't be that surprised if people just come to say goodbye and like people come because it's the last show and maybe the virus will be less of an effect by then. But I think that show on the 15th is really going to struggle. I guess we'll Uh, say. Just want to say in extremely Mudo fashion, he's not even going to be on the April 1st show because he's (laughs) coming to WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, that is something. Uh, Paul, did you have anything you wanted to add about the the whole closure here? Yeah, I think I maybe I would more like kind of like to like eulogize almost Wrestle One because I have been following the promotion pretty much since it started. Sometimes more, sometimes less, and it was kind of a fascinating promotion, really. Like, I mean, early on, like they leave like all Japan and they take like almost like all of their trainees and almost kill all Japan by leaving and then they have that like really early on I think they had that partnership with TNA as well where they yeah. ran that kind of bizarre like bound for glory joint show in Corican Hall uh, and they had and then they sent Sonata to TNA and then Sonata leaves the promotion and then we get like jumping Jack Sky yeah. and I think after that like I think a lot of people kind of fell off kind of out with with Wrestle One really like and didn't really follow the promotion after that. And I think that's really when they like started to be in trouble. They're they're and a it, weird one, you yeah. know. Like I followed them really on and off the, almost their entire run. And I would get really into them for a while and then I would just kind of lose interest and then yeah. pick it back up over and over again. Like I when Hideki yeah. was like Wrestle One champion and like killing dudes in six minutes or whatever, that was so awesome. And like, yeah. there's all, all these other. I have a lot of great memories of Russell. One. I'm not gonna. Oh, you know, I, yeah, there's a lot right. of great stuff there. And yeah, I want to no, say, I by mean, the way, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, I covered them for Cage Match for like two and a half years. So I was like really looking at the like day to day stuff as well, and it was like interesting to see like the the rise of Ashino, and that was really like when I got really, really back into like watching the promotion actively because I mean that's just like a cool ass motherfucker, and. Yeah. So, like, that's when I really got back into it. And I think when most people kind of got back into it as well, like, when the Stronghearts invasion happened, because that was really the first time, like, Stronghearts invaded a promotion. That really, like, I think, though, I think it actually almost gave them more buzz internationally than it actually gave them domestically. Like, it gave them a push, like, domestically, but I think really it actually gave them more profile internationally and they never really... Like they never really capitalized on it at all. Yeah, had um, like more probably almost had more international fans than they had Japanese fans around like 2018. Yeah, the the very first trip I ever went on to Japan in 2016, I saw a Russell One Corican, which is the only Russell One show I ever attended live, and I have very strong memories of that show. And you know, uh, not to humble brag, but like you know i've been to so many shows in japan by now that like i don't uh i don't always have memories of every single show but i can remember off the top of my head this six-man tag match which was uh 
Yuji Okabayashi on one side and Keiji Budo on the other side. And, you know, not, and this was like when Okabayashi was Big Japan Strong Champion for the first time. Like he was in the middle of that year long reign and was like a big deal at the time. Uh, I mean, not that he's not still great now, but like he was at the peak of his powers, I guess. And, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect from the match. And like Mudo came in and he and Okabayashi had this like crazy exchange where I'm like, how the hell is Keiji Mudo doing this at his age? And like, <laughs> And it was only like two minutes long, but like just yeah. the fact that Mudo managed to even do that much, it was that's a memory I'll have forever for us alone. Yeah. Just seeing that whole exchange live. Yeah, now I'm kind of sad that so when I arrived in Japan last year, uh Wesley One was running a Korokan show, like the day I arrived, and I think the show started at like eleven in the morning or something. It my play landed at like exactly eleven in the morning as well. So the show started as I was landing. So obviously I couldn't make it in time to go to the show. And I think that was really like my only chance to like see them live now, which is, I guess is kind of sad, I suppose. But I mean, the promotion has been just kind of hanging on for like a long time now. And I'm kind of excited now to see where like the people will go because I think Wrestle One sneakily has had one of the best training schools in all of Japan. If you actually look at kind of the people they have on their roster, like pretty much all of them are homegrown and like the kind of the undercard talent, the trainees they have, they all like they all seem to have a lot of talent. And those going out now into like going to other promotions, I think can help those promotions a lot. And I hope that yeah. all Japan will be able to pick up at least a few of them. Like if I'm all Japan and I like I know their finances are limited, but I would make like a hard play to get like Ashino at the least, but maybe all of Enfance Terriva. Because I think those would be like, they would fit like a glove in all Japan. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's definitely going to be, I mean, like like I mentioned, we haven't seen this in so long, this kind of promotion shutdown. So it will be very interesting to see what comes out of this and where everybody ends up. Um, I want to, oh, Flight, go ahead. Oh, uh, John, I wanted to mention that um, the uh, you're talking about the wrestling one, you know, the remaining shows, right? Or how they may or may not draw. I was going to say that, um, uh, a few days ago, when the announcement was made, um, I think the Rest One English account released the remaining schedule, and it was about uh, of shows that had not happened yet. And there, I think, it was seven remaining shows, mm-hmm. and um, two of them have been canceled: March twentieth and March twenty seventh. Those shows were not going to be televised. And um, find interesting those two shows. From what I gather, are there only two? Sh- were there only two shows remaining that were? not in Tokyo. And um, I don't know if that's significant or not. I just think it was worth mentioning. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Um, I guess... The other... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I guess they're concerned. I mean, maybe they don't think they'll be able to draw for those shows and maybe it's just not worth the time or whatever, I guess. But I do believe the Wrestle War show will draw... Well... Decent is relative, but decent to their, uh, to their uh, what do you call it, to their history, I guess. I remember the one last year did not draw particularly well, but I think there is at least a swell of goodwill around the promotion now since it's entering its final days. And uh, I think the Nakajima storyline is, um, I have no idea of how hot it is business-wise, probably not very considering the company's about to close, but... Uh, I don't know. Kazuyoshi is challenging for the belt, and I'm, I can only imagine that it'll, it'll be fine. The final show, I imagine, does well because it's the final show, of course, on April 1st. 
Yeah. So I have the, the schedule in front of me that now I just pulled it up. So let me just go through it real quick. Uh, today, March 1st, I guess they've, the show should have happened already. They had Russell soul volume four. As far as I know, that did go through um, March 8th. They're in KBS hall. The, the Tokyo one, not the Kyoto one. That's also got a similar name with the, the church windows. Um, March 15th, they're at Old Award Jam, obviously, and that's the show with the uh, Katsuko Nakajima versus Kaz Hayashi Wrestle 1 title match main event. Um, looks like a pretty loaded lineup, actually. So we were, I, so this is what I want to mention. I, I was already planning to have um, TJ, who runs the Wrestle 1 English Update Twitter, um, you know, on the show you know, for that week when it airs. It doesn't air until March 23rd on Gayora. So, you know, I'd, I'd actually already booked him weeks ago to come on and talk about that show as well as other shows happening that week or airing that week. So obviously it'll be, I think it'll be a great, you know, time to bring him on and we'll talk a lot about Russell one's, you know, history and stuff like that too, I imagine. So I just want to plug that now in a few weeks. We are going to have mm-hmm. on TJ from the English. Yeah. Update. Yeah. Actually, that's an uh, actually a question I just thought of. So with Nakajima being champion currently, do you want him to be so like who do you want to be like the final Wrestle One champion? Like should like one of the like actual roster guys like Ashino or like Hayashi or maybe Muda himself be the final champion? Or should the promotion like go out with Nakajima standing in the middle of the ring smirking as the promotion dies around him? Yeah, I I, I assume he'll probably lose to Kaz Hayashi is my guess, but I guess we'll wait and see. I was gonna say that um Yesterday, um, when the show went up, it might have went on two days ago, actually, now I think about it, but I did watch the February 12th WrestleMania event, the one main evented by Nakajima versus uh, Ashino. I didn't see all of the show, but I did see the final the final two um, matches. Um, I think the semi-main event was the Cruiserweight Tournament Final, Cruiser Fest, it's called... Uh, it was Heat, also known as Minoru Tanaka, against uh, Andy Wu. Pretty good match. The main event, though, I mean, with the, I guess, the context of knowing what is going on with Wrestle 1 after, I mean, I mean, this show air, uh, took place before the announcement, a few weeks before, but I imagine they knew what was happening. So I think the match, it's a great match, and um, I think everybody should watch it and, uh, with the context of what's happening with Wrestle One, it's a pretty uh, the story told in the match, at least from my perspective, is pretty powerful. I'm definitely gonna check. I, I already plan to check that one out, but I definitely will. Um, it, it sounds like it could be an awesome match. Um, really quickly going through the rest of the schedule, the they were supposed to have a show on the 20th in Shimizu that has been canceled. Uh, the 25th in Shinkiba First Ring is still on the schedule, and that's. Going to air on Nico Pro, it says, or likely air on Nico Pro. The 27th in Kochi has been canceled. And then the final show is April 1st in Corican. So I think it just could be a case of like, because all these other shows are all in Tokyo. Um, so it could just be a case of like, why bother with the expense of traveling out to uh, Shimizu and Kochi when we're, you know, not going to be a promotion anymore anyway. So, you know, again, I don't think that's really like virus related. I think it's just like an expense thing. But. Yeah, uh, Wrestle One's numbers outside of Tokyo are really, really dire. I mean, let alone, they don't even draw that well in Tokyo, but it's really bad outside of it. Yeah, so I think that probably could explain that. Um, 
we spent a lot of time on this, and so now this is going to get equal billing on the on the uh, episode title, I guess. But does anyone have some final thoughts really quickly here on the Wrestle One cancellation? Uh, not related to the Wrestle One cancellation, but I was just looking at Pearl Love. There was a lot of wrestling shows that happened in Japan today. Yeah, like a there lot was Zero One Corkin not... and Michinoku Pro claimed twelve hundred people in uh, Tukushima. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, it seems like maybe this things are actually going to happen after the 15th. Yeah. I, I, I more and more think the, it's going to be the fifth. Like I, I think these companies will all come back into the 15th. I think, you know, I don't think they're going to stay out much longer, but I guess we'll say, I mean, there's 21 shows scheduled today in Japan for like the first of March. Yeah. So I guess those happened all, those all happened today. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Flay, you wanted to add something? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay, so uh, so after that, then we're going to get in the draft here in a second, but before we do that, um, this week, I have my very first ever ad read here on Wrestling Omikaze, as we have this uh, network-wide ads this week, as you probably heard on a million other podcasts if you listen to the network. So, the first thing I want to talk about is that hiring is challenging. There's one place you can go where hiring is simple, Fast and smart, a place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Uh, the place is ziprecruiter.com slash VOW. So ZipRecruiter sends your job to one of over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. Um, And the most important thing to remember here is ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. I mean, that sounds (laughs) very speedy and a very good service here by ZipRecruiter. So definitely check them out. Um, Right now to try ZipRecruiter for free, uh, all of our listeners here can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash V-O-W. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash V-O-W. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. Let's get into the Puro Fantasy Draft here. Uh, first of all, the way this is going to work, let me lay out some ground rules. Um, you know, We're not including Joshi, mostly because... I think 90s Joshi could be its own episode. And, you know, if this uh, virus thing does extend past March 15th, God forbid, we'll need more episodes anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and even if it doesn't, I mean, I'll probably do the 90s Joshi thing at some point. But, yeah, so 90s Joshi, I just think it needed, it, it's more than worthy of its own episode. Um, you know, as far as any other, so obviously only male wrestlers here will be eligible. The eligibility will be, you know, if they wrestled at least 10 matches in Japan in the 1990s, they can be drafted. Um, you know, that will keep out some of, like, uh, the WWF, like, early 90s SWS guest stars is what, what I'm thinking of with there. Like, I don't really think, like, drafting Randy Savage would uh, be to the spirit of this thing. So that's my, that's why I did the 10-match requirement, but... Obviously, foreigners who wrestled 10 matches are still allowed. Savage so. might have wrestled 10 between SWS oh, really? and New Japan. Because I think oh, that's, like a good point. One that's shot a good point. That's a good point. So you're right. So maybe you can draft Savage. 
Gerard, don't don't mention that. That was going to be surprising. Well, there you go. So, uh, 10 matches is the minimum to be eligible. Um, if you've never listened to one of these fancy drafts before, because we, we've done a lot of them on this podcast, basically we'll have the four of us each taking turns, making 20 picks each. Uh, I'm going to determine the draft order here in a second, but it will snake. So first round, first pick gets the fourth pick in round two. Uh, once we've all made our 20 picks, we will then put together a super card with uh, you know all of our wrestlers. And you know at the end of the day, what this will come down to is you, the listener, will choose the best super card. So I will tweet out uh, on our wrestling on our Twitter feed, uh, which is at WrestleOmakase, of course, the a poll of like the, the you know just the four of our names, or maybe the main event listed too, and you will get the opportunity to choose who had the best super card, and we'll announce the winner next week on Wrestling Omakase. So that's pretty much it, I think. Let me go ahead and determine the order, which I'm doing right now as I talk and try to kill time while I do it. Uh, let's see. So picking picking last will unfortunately be me. Picking third will be Flay. Picking second will be Paul. And picking first will be Gerard. So Gerard... That that is your cue. Then go ahead, buddy. You're picking first. All right, I am picking my absolute favorite wrestler of all time, Toshiaki Kawada. Yeah. All right. Uh, Paul, that means it is now your pick. Yes, and that means with the steal of the draft, I'm picking Misawa. Uh, Misawa, you said. Yes. Okay. Uh, Flay, it is your pick here. Well, um. I'm I'm kind of a conflicted here because there's one wrestler that I know that I want with an absolute bullet, but I'm not sure if they're gonna be around when would come back around to me. But I I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the gamble, and I'll just take an easy pick this round, and I will select my favorite. I mean, I think the best wrestler of um the best wrestler of the all those all Japan guys, the pillars and you know, 1990s era, all Japan pro wrestling. Even back then, when he was younger, Kenta Kobashi. Ah, god damn it! <laughs> I was hoping you would let Kobashi fall to me. All right. Well, the three pillar, three of the four pillars are gone. Um, the other pillar is there, and I definitely could take him. Uh, I don't know if he might survive or not. I guess he could. Um, but I'm going to go in a different direction. I think I have two picks here. My first pick is going to be uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, who was my backup pick the moment I got fourth here, and I thought all three of the best pillars would be gone. I'm going to take Shinya Hashimoto as my first pick. Well, the best New Japan heavyweight maybe of all time. Uh, my second pick, hmm... This is a this is a little bit of a toughie with all the and he he would go on to do even better things after the nineties, but he was already, I think, one of the best he was one of the best rookies of all time, and you know, he made it by the end of the nineties he was already absolutely incredible. So there's plenty of matches I could book here. I am going with Jun Akiyama. Flay, that means it's time for your second pick. 
All right. Very happy that my guy got to this round. He, This guy is my pick for uh, probably my personal favorite, at least wrestler. At, yeah, is he my personal? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really have not really – I'm not – I think about this kind of favorite – what's my – who's my favorite wrestling often, but I can never really find a definitive answer. But he was the person I wanted the most from the beginning. Very happy he fell to me. I will select Tenryu Ichiro. All right, it's a very uh, good pick as well. Pick. Yeah. Uh, so now we back to you, Gerard. No, it's me next. Oh, Paul, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I actually have to kind of rejigger here a bit because all of the people I wanted to take next just got taken in the last three picks. Um, so I will pick what's the next pick. Uh, there's a couple of options here, but uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to be the first one to crack open. The Gaijin case, and I'm taking Stan Hansen. All right. Gerard, you've got two picks here. Okay, I'm going with uh, Masahiro Chono and Hayabusa. Two very strong picks. I was really hoping Chono would survive all the way over, but I guess I shouldn't have expected it. All right, Paul, give me your third pick. And by the way, don't forget to enter your picks in the sheet, guys. Yes, yes. Uh, my third pick is Muto. Uh, Muda. Okay, that makes sense. Flay, you got your third pick. Okay, I guess I will be the first to crack open the junior heavyweight canister here. Um, my first selection is who I believe is the best junior heavyweight wrestler ever, my humble opinion. Otani Shinjiro. Uh, God damn it. Literally one of my next two picks. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that leaves me having to go to a backup amazing new japan jr and you know i i might have just taken him with otani too actually the two of my favorite junior heavyweights ever uh koji kanemoto is my third pick uh my fourth pick i'm going to i'm going to take tawe i don't really see why he should stay on the board he's deserves lots of credit for those uh all those great tag matches and i don't think he'll make it back around to me again so tawe is my fourth pick Play. Go ahead with your fourth pick. Um, my next pick is, um, you know, he's uh, he's definitely the most, uh, I guess. He's a, uh, I'll just call him the most vicious wrestler. Well, no, uh, you know what? Pretend I didn't say anything. I'll just pick Kensuke Sasaki. Okay, it's a good pick yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Paul. Okay, and I will actually pick my next Gaijin as I'm picking Vader next. That's a good one. Gerard, give me your fourth pick. I'm picking two, right? Oh, fourth and fifth, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ultimo Dragon and Masato Tanaka. All right. That's two strong picks. Uh, go ahead, Paul. Who's your fifth pick? Yeah, so I'm actually very happy that this man has like fallen all the way uh to this round now so that I can actually pick him because it's actually one of my favorites from the 90s, uh, even though it was relatively brief in the 90s, but I'm picking Jumbo Saruda. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, give me your fifth pick here, Fly. Uh, with my fifth pick, I, uh, I'm dipping into... Um, I guess I'm dipping into the junior heavyweight pool again, at least... 
somebody who was a junior heavyweight at the time. Actually, and now I think about it, I think I can wait on this person. Um, I guess I'll select you know, a father of frontier martial arts wrestling, Atsushi Onita. I think I have a lot of possibilities with him, potentially, on my card. Uh, with my fifth pick, I'm going with Antonio Inoki. Uh, he was definitely getting up there in years in the 90s, but I think I can still give him some exciting matchups here. Um, with my sixth pick, speaking of wrestlers who were getting older but still have plenty of awesome matches in the 1990s, I am going with Ricky Choshu. So, Flay, it's back to you for your Damn it, pick. I wanted Choshu. He was my next pick. Uh, it is what it is. Um, for my next pick, um, I'm going to select uh, my main man, uh, who's having a, um, who's kind of been in the spotlight recently, because uh, they came back to work in Noah and had an amazing run, might I add, a beast run in the Global Junior League, Dick Togo. One of the All most, right. uh, and one of my favorites, certainly, and a favorite of many of my colleagues or friends. That's definitely a good pick. Paul, give me your sixth pick. Yeah, so I'm going to continue with with what appears to have become my gimmick now, and I'm going to continue picking, being the only one that picks any Gaijin, apparently. So I'm going to pick Dr. Death, Steve Williams. All right. And Gerard, you got pick six and seven here. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to become a land of contrast because I'm picking Giant Baba and Cactus Jack. <laughs> Those are two interesting picks. Uh, Paul, it's back to you for pick number seven. Yeah, and with pick number seven, I'm going to go with... Uh, well, let's just go... No, actually, I'm picking the great Sasuke. Yeah, I think it's okay. time, finally time for me to get a junior heavyweight. Flay, back to you for pick seven. All right for pick number seven, I am. Um, I think I'm. I think uh, I was gonna say, damn Gerard, I really wanted Baba, but uh, for my next pick, I think I'm going to dip further into a uh, frontier martial arts wrestling, and I'll select somebody who I, I just I love his look. I love the way he wrestles. He's somebody who I have not really seen much of that much but i've uh went into a, his catalog a bit recently and i'm just in love with him mr ganasuke uh for my seventh pick i am gonna stick with my theme of 80s wrestlers who were still very good in the 90s and i'm gonna pick tatsumi fujinami uh for my eighth pick hmm this is this now i'm kind of running out of those guys so let me think of what i want to do here um my eighth pick, I'm going to go with Jushin Thunder Liger. I'm kind of surprised he lasted this long. I'm on, very so. surprised he fell that far, actually. I, yeah. thought I didn't realize he was still there because I probably would have picked him with the last pick. <laughs> uh, Fly? My next pick, um, I will select, uh, you know, an all-time great technician. Definitely a, a very underrated wrestler. I mean, I think I can do a lot of interesting things with him. I select Fujiwara Yoshiaki. Give me your uh, Paul. I'm unhappy Fujiwara's gone. I wouldn't have not have picked him next, but I definitely had 
an idea involving him. And actually, the wrestler I am actually going to pick in this round, and that is Akira Maeda. And it's time to break open the seal of Food Style. Give me your eighth and ninth picks, Gerard. Well, since Shoot Style has been opened, I'm going to have to take Volkan. And uh, my I next pick, Owen Hart. Ooh, that's a good little pick there. Paul, how about your ninth pick? So Volkan was my next pick, so <laughs> now I have to uh, think about what I'm going to do instead. And uh, this might be a bit high for the 90s, but screw it. I'm going to book it anyway, so I'm picking Minoru Suzuki. Uh, I was thinking about him for the next one. All right, Fly, what's your ninth pick here? Uh, for my uh, ninth pick, uh, I'm just looking over. I have a list of people that I wanted. Um, I think many of them I'll be able to get. But for my ninth pick, I guess we're dipping in the – since we're dipping in the shoot style field a little bit, wrestler who I think uh, who's very uh, – Definitely one of the more dynamic shoot style wrestlers that I've seen and very versatile at that. I'll select uh, Ikeda Daisuke. Daisuke mm. Ikeda. That's a, that's a real good pick. I God damn it, he was next. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, for my, I got two picks again, my ninth and my tenth picks. Um, who do I want to take here? I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go to the end of the decade now. And pick someone. No, actually, you know what? I can't believe he's still available. I'm going to take Hiroshi Hase with my ninth pick. I'm kind of surprised he's still available. So let's go with Hase. Um, and then with my tenth pick, oh, did it... someone took Muda already, right? Yes, you did. Okay. I don't know why. Oh, because you said great Muda. Um, hmm. This is actually a tough one because I don't. I can't think of. I'm going to go with Shima. That's my 10th pick, who broke in right at the end of the 90s. And I think I can, I have a match idea for him. Wait, I have a I, question. I, yeah. Um, so I, I was, this during this, I was just under the assumption that we're voting people based on their 90s work. But as long as they just wrestled in the 90s, considering their whole, their whole careers for a game? Um. I mean, it's. I guess it's supposed to be more like what would they be like in the '90s, but it's it's very, uh, you know, it is very Fine. what's it called? Yeah, it's going to be up to the voters, I guess. Okay, okay. Well, that that opens things up for me quite a bit. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. For my next pick, um, I'm sorry. Oh, Shima, um, was, Shima I, was great in 1999. I don't know what you guys are talking yeah, about. Anyway. That's yeah, that's true. I guess uh, for my next pick, um. I'm I'm sorry. This may be a controversial one, but they were a great wrestler, and I think I have possibilities for them. God damn it! I select Chris Benoit, Wild Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> Benoit. All right. Give me your tenth pick, uh, Paul. Yeah, I actually got really scared there in the first half of the name because I am actually picking uh, the other Canadian Chris. That was active in Japan in the 90s, and I'm picking Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. Um, and now, Gerard, just give me uh, just your 10th. Uh, so kind don't, of don't go to 11 because we're going to recap. I'm sorry, what did you say? Oh, I'm kind of surprised this person hasn't been taken, but I'm grabbing Yuki Ishikawa. 
All right. Uh, so before we um, keep going with the draft, I have a another ad to read here. So this week we have two advertisers in the same week there. So uh, let me go ahead and tell you that Voice of Wrestling, the Voice of Wrestling Network and Wrestling Omakase this week is also brought to you by Roman. Uh, if you were to guess on average how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Uh, it depends probably on where you live, but Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Yeah. Uh, if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. So that's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Uh, Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete with a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. Uh, and if the doctor decides the treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. So you also get free unlimited follow-ups to your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com VOW for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash V-O-W for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Definitely call today. All right. Um, before we get into the second half of the draft, everybody, please go ahead and read to read to me your pick so far. So we'll go in the same order. Gerard, who do you have so far? I have Toshiaki Kawada, number one. Number two, Masahiro Chono. Number three, Hayabusa. Number four, Ultimo Dragon. Number five, Masato Tanaka. Number six, Giant Baba. Number seven, Cactus Jack. Number eight, Volkan. Number nine, Owen Hart. And number 10, Yuki Ishikawa. Paul? Okay, I have number one, Mitsuharu Misawa. Number two, Stan Hansen. Number three, uh, Keiji Muto or the Great Muda. Number four, Veda. Number five, Jumbo Saruda. Number six, Dr. Death, Steve William. Number seven, The Great Sasuke. Number eight, Akira Maeda. Number nine, Minoru Suzuki. And number 10, Chris Jericho. Play. Oh, wow. I got Kenta Kobashi, Genichiro Tenryu, Shinjiro Otani, Kensuke Sasaki, Atsushi Onida, um, Dick Togo, Mr. Ganesuke, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Dasie Kieda, and um, Chris Benoit. I have Shinya Hashimoto, Jun Akiyama, Akira, uh, Koji Kenimoto, Akira Tawe, Antonio Inoki, Ricky Choshu, Tatsumi Fujinami, Jushin Thunder Liger, Hiroshi Hase, and Shima. All right, Gerard, give me your 11th pick. Um, so this, my 11th pick is a wrestler that's still active kind of today but barely i suppose in some ways but they were a very different wrestler back then they were a death match, match wrestler and that's what i'm drafting him for tomiaki hanma oh that's awesome uh what do you have for your 11th pick here paul i actually wanted to be the guy that kind of breaks the seal on kind of the death match stuff so kind of need, maybe i need to like readjust there a little bit so in this case i'm going to pick dr wagner jr Ooh. Uh, give me your 11th pick, Flay. Um, I was going to say, um, I'm going to pick a man who uh, 
I have not really seen his Japanese wrestling in the 1990s, but I have seen some of his ECW work in the 1990s, and he's just a total beast. Uh, for my card, I'm trying to look for wrestlers who can do brutal matches, they can do funny matches, can do evil matches, um, interesting matches, like brawls, brutal, violent matches, and I select Yoshihiro Tajiri as my 11th mm. pick. Uh, so with my 11th pick, uh, I am going to go with a guy I'm also a little surprised is still available. Uh, I am going with Naoki Sano. And then for my 12th pick, hmm, it's always these two picks in a row that get me because I had Sano in my mind, but I didn't really have a 12th one in my head. Uh, I should probably pick a foreigner by now. So I'm going to go Terry Gordy was good before he like deteriorated so we're gonna say it's pre-deterioration terry gordy from all japan uh what do you have here for your 12th pick flay all right if we're doing foreigners um i got a good one i picking the goddamn maniac uh the gladiator better known as my awesome uh, yeah that's yes. a good one uh give me your 12th pick paul yes yeah, so as for I think it's time to take this man, and I know I'm taking I'm taking kind of a risk taking him by himself. So, but I'm taking the uh, current Booker of New Japan. I'm taking Ghetto. Oh, uh, Gerard, twelve and thirteen here. So two chances to fuck with uh, Paul's whole life if you want to. Uh, I already fucked with Paul, so I'm done for the day. <laughs> Uh, but I'm uh, drafting a tag team. I'm going with No Fear, Takao Omori and Yoshihiro Takayama. Oh, that's good. Uh, Paul, your 13th pick? Yep, yeah, so my 13th pick in that case is Dado. Yep, as it should be. And then go ahead and give me your 13th pick, Fly. In my 13th pick, I select Onryo. Ooh, okay. I was just Unreal, talking about him yeah. the other day. That's I something. select Unreal. Um, with my hmm, with I could go a couple of different directions here with my next two picks. Uh, I would like to reach into Minchinoku Pro. So uh, some of these guys are gone already, but I'm going to go with Taka Minchinoku at 13. Uh, you know, back when he was pretty awesome, and then with my 14th pick. Um, I'm gonna go Men's Tao. I have both two Kaintai, two Kaintai DX members. So Flay, give me your um, 14th pick. I for my next pick, I want uh, in my card. Like I said, I want to get a lot of wrestlers who are quote unquote evil, very heelish wrestlers who are not afraid to be dirty. I want to have a very, uh, I guess, uh, I want to have a card that for a fan base, it might be uncomfortable to watch, but it, it's going to be a masterpiece, in my opinion. For my next selection, I need somebody who can be beat down thoroughly, an old man as well. Surprised he fell this far, but for my next selection, I select Terry Funk. Mm. I guess I, a lot Very of versatile, can put him in a lot of situations. Paul, give me your 14th pick. Okay, so my next pick is another risky one. So I'm picking Dan Crawford. Okay. Gerard, 14 and 15. Yeah, another chance to mess with Paul. 
Uh, no more messing with Paul, like I said. Um, <laughs> uh, my next two picks. Uh, first, uh, one of my all-time favorite All Japan foreigners, incredibly underrated wrestler, uh, who I just thought was awesome, Johnny Smith. And um, my next pick after that is Magnum Tokyo. All right. Oh, I didn't. I, I thought I could wait forever with him. Who the fuck else likes Magnum Tokyo? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are the only two. Paul, uh, give me your, I believe, 16th pick. Yeah, so you might be shocked to find out, but my 16th pick is Doug Furness. Okay. Uh, Oh, 15th pick. I'm sorry. You wrote that early. That's why I was confused. Uh, Flay, give me your 15th pick. With my next selection, I... um... I'm also going with this time. I'm going with an old man who can beat people down. I've seen it in some of his WAR work. In fact, his the first, the main event of the first WAR show. Sorry for my tangent. All-time great tag team match. Um, I select the superior great one who spits green mist. In my opinion, great Kabuki. Ooh, okay, I thought about him. I thought maybe I could wait a while on that one. Um, hmm. Could go a number of different ways here. I think for my 15th pick, I'm a little surprised he's still available. I thought, especially with some of the people on here, someone will want him by now. But I'm going to reach into battle arts and I'm going to take Alexander Otska. Um, and then with my 16th pick, I am going... I'm going to go back to... Michinoku Pro, and I'm going to take Grand Hamada. So that's my 16th. Mm, great selection. Flay, give me your 16th pick. Uh, for my next pick, I'd like to select um, somebody who, um, back in the day, he used to be a very fresh-faced, athletic junior heavyweight before he went crazy and became a maniac, tattooed his whole body, and just became a an awesome wrestler. I mean, he was always been an awesome wrestler, but like he became significantly more interesting to my vision when he did that. So my next selection, I have selected a Masao Orihara. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, give me your 16th pick here, Paul. Yeah, so this was where I got, was going to pull the surprise, but Gerard unfortunately spoiled it early. So I'm picking Macho Man Randy Savage, who has above 10 <laughs> matches in the 90s. <laughs> Give me your 16th pick and 17th pick, Gerard. Uh, one of my favorite all-time comedy wrestlers, uh, I still would say mostly comedy, although he was pretty serious at times, Grand Naniwa. Mm, that's a good... I thought about him, too, when I was going to mention Oku Pro. Uh, uh, my 17th pick, I had to go to cage match, but I can confirm he had over 10 matches in the 90s in Japan because he worked several New Japan tours. Lord Steven Regal. All right. Uh, give I me really your wanted him. <laughs> give me your 17th pick, Paul. So it's time for me to dip into the death match. Or maybe I have already. Uh, we'll see about that. But I'm picking Abdullah Kobayashi. Oh, I forgot he was active already. Well, Fly, your 17th pick. Like I said, for, it's considering that I have a vision for an evil promotion, I'm going to get one of the evilest of all time. The fact that you mentioned how they, uh, this is uh, as long as they wrestle in the 90s, they're qualified for this. I select Kazunari Murakami. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, my 17th pick, 
Um, so I'm going with two of my all-time favorites here, and they would do a lot more after the 90s, uh, both of them, but they definitely were awesome in the 90s, especially, I mean, really both of them, but one of them was awesome in Toriumon, and one of them was awesome in Battle Arts. So my 17th pick is Minoru Tanaka, and my 18th pick is Masaki Mochizuki. Give me your 18th pick here, Flay. Um, for my next pick, I select a man who is a uh certainly has had a great career and uh he does not he has not really gone the credit he deserved till recently but god damn it he's one of the greatest technicians of all time wrestlers of all time my opinion yoshinari ogawa yes that's a great pick i really thought i thought about it but i don't was like uh do you do enough in the 90s but he was awesome all his whole career so uh paul give me your 18th pick yeah, so Mochizuki was actually one of the other surprise ones I wanted to pull out. But, but since he's gone, I'm going to do go with the other one, and I'm picking Tomohiro Ishii. He, yeah, I guess he was active. Yeah, uh, Gerard, give me your 18th and 19th picks. Uh, 18th pick, uh, someone I thought who was a lot better as a shitbag heel than a serious shoot styler, Yoji Anjo. Ooh. And uh, my 19th pick, uh, Dean Malenko. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, give me your 19th pick, Paul. Yeah, so we're getting pretty deep into the draft now. So let me have a think. But okay, there was one specific wrestler that was requested. So I'm picking Super Leather. And give me your 19th pick here, uh, Flay. Um, I was going to say uh, for my next pick, um, I'm thinking about, um, you know, um, I'm just thinking uh, I'm going to try to do, um, like I said, uh, we, need, uh, we need diverse characters. And I don't think there's anybody in my list who I'd really call a pure well, I guess there's Kobashi, but I, other than him, I don't really think there's anybody on my list who I call a, a pure like baby face. But I do think somebody there needs to be victims for my evil promotion or evil card. So um, Siyoshi Su- Kikuchi, welcome on aboard, evil pro. <laughs> That's, That's a good one. Uh, okay, so I have the 19th and 20th picks. I know my 20th pick. Uh, my 20th pick is going to be my surprise. But my 19th pick is one I keep going back and forth on. Um, I he's His name has been in the headlines a lot lately. And, you know, thinking about it, he did have a really good close to his 90s. Uh, you know, he won the G1 in 1999. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I am going to go very ahead. Topical. I'm sorry? Oh, it's very topical. topical. Yeah, Manabu Nakanishi is my 19th pick. My 20th pick, I had to double-check to make sure he meets the 10-match requirement. He does. This is going to be my Galaxy Brain pick. He wrestled 13 matches with SWS, and I have a match idea for him. I am picking the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, my 20th pick. Mm. Flay, is give it suit me... F match where he dies? <laughs> He's gonna. I have a match that I personally would like to see that probably no one else on earth wants to see, but it's, it's my fancy card, so who cares? All right, give me your 20th pick, Fly. I'm going to say it for my uh, card. Um, like I said, we need, we, I needed some more victims for my card, but I was gonna say, um, this wrestler is very endearing, 
they are a great technician, very underrated of what they do, but they also have a lot of history. A very, very old man, the son of Ricky Dozan, Mitsuo Mamota, my 20th mm. pick. And after that, I want to make a plead. Um, I think as we all know, uh, 21 is a lucky number. It's a number in card games and the such. I suggest an audible and we all have a 21st pick. Mm. Is there, there's somebody you have in mind, huh? Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm okay with it. If Gerard and Paul are both okay with it. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it, yeah. Okay, Thank that's you. fine. So give me your 20th pick, Paul. So I'm, well, in theory, I wanted to make this one my last pick, but I'm just going to pick him now anyway because now I have to think about the 21st pick. So I need more. What we all need more is we need more deathmatch. So I'm picking Shadow WX. Oh, that's a good one. All right, Gerard, now give me your 20th and 21st picks. Actually, you know what? We should do, if we're going to do go past 20, I mean, we should, should we do, well, should we do 22 so we don't have to do any three ways? We don't yeah, that, that worked. That, that, that's yeah. fine. That 22. Yeah. Uh, so this was going to be my 20th pick. John, I don't know how much old school DDT you used to watch, uh, like like very early DDT. So maybe you'll recognize this guy, uh, Super Uchu Power. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really, that is a good one. And Gerard, your 21st pick. Uh, um, oh, uh, a guy that I really liked, um, that I really thought should have been pushed when All Japan picked him up after the Noah split, uh, Nobutaka Areya. Ooh, oh, okay. he's so good. He's so good. Very underrated. Uh, Gerard or Paul, I mean, give me your 21st pick. Yeah, so as I was thinking about it, I realized there's one person that I'm kind of baffled hasn't been picked yet because I didn't see him at least that anyone picked him. And so I'm actually kind of happy that we got these additional picks because he deserves to be in this. So I'm picking uh, Masanobu Fuchi. Ooh. Literally was just about to pick him next, but don't worry. I have a backup plan. I have a backup uh, play, plan. Play your twenty-first pick. Um, somebody who said, like I said, evil promotion, evil pro is promotion. Like I was gonna say that. Um, you know, this is a wrestler that I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a good idea to pick this guy. This one might be a more suspect pick than even Benoit himself, but I checked and this guy has wrestled quite a bit in Japan. So my 21st selection, lucky number 21, I'm selecting Invader number one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) My, for my 21st pick, I'm a little surprised he made it all this way, especially since, uh, you know, a lot of people will agree that this guy was really good back in the day, I think, even though he didn't get he didn't always get his due. Uh I'm gonna pick Mr. Senton, Hero Saito, with my twenty-first pick. Um with my twenty-second pick, hmm. I have a couple of different ways I can go here, but um I know he wrestled ten matches. I'm a little surprised nobody thought to take him. So I'm gonna go with Eddie Guerrero as my twenty second pick. Give me your final pick, Flay, your 22nd final pick. Oh, my 22nd pick is somebody who I believe I can do lots of interesting combinations with. 
He's famous for a series of matches with Atsushi Onita in 1999. I mean, 1989. But he also had a series, uh, plenty of great matches in a uh, New Japan in the 1990s as well. Um, I'm planning to book him in some sort of different fighting rules hybrid style battle or whatever. My final pick, Masashi Aoyagi. All right. Uh, give me your final pick, Paul. Yeah, so I already picked his uh, partner in crime much earlier in the draft. And it's time to end this on the style of the 90s, truth style. So I'm picking Masakatsu fucking Funagi. Oh, that's a good one, too. Surprised you made it this long. Gerard, your final pick. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, really, uh, he sort of gets forgotten, but he was really great in Michinoku Pro and then great in Zero One. His match against Naomichi Marafuji was one of my favorite matches of all time and got me to notice Marafuji for the first time. And he his career was untimely cut short, but Naohiro Hoshikawa. Yeah, that's a good one. I should have thought of that one. All right, uh, everybody, that's all our picks. So let, before we take a break to put together our cards, um, let's go ahead and read off our picks here. Uh, I'll start this time. I'll go reverse order. I have Shinya Hashimoto, Jun Akiyama, Koji Kanimoto, Akira Tawe, Antonio Inoki, Ricky Choshu, Tatsumi Fujinami, Jushin Thunder Liger, Hiroshi Hase, Shima, Naoki Sano, Terry Gordy, Takamichinoku, Men's Teo, Alexander Otsuka, Gran Hamada, Minoru Tanaka, Masaki Mochizuki, Manabu Nakanishi, Shawn Michaels, Hiro Saito, and Eddie Guerrero. Go ahead, Flay. Give me all your picks again. Um, okay, so my selections, my 22 selections, uh, Kenta Kobashi, uh, Genichiro Tenryu, Shinjiro Otani, Kensuke Sasaki, Atsushi Onita, Dick Togo, Mr. Ganesuke, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Daisuke Ikeda, Chris Benoit, Yoshihiro Tajiri, The Gladiator, Onryo, Terry Funk, The Great Kabuki, Masao Orihara, Kazunari Murakami, Yoshinari Ogawa, Tsuyoshi Kikuchi, Mitsuo Momota, the man who cut down the alleged greatest gaijin, or argue among the greatest gaijins in Japanese wrestling history. He cut him down. Invader number one. And Masashi Aoyagi. Uh, Paul, give me your 22 picks. Yeah, I just want to ask Flay if he's going to make the stable of like literal voodoo murderers. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, give me your picks. Uh, yeah, so I've got Mitsuharu Misawa, Stan Hansen, The Great Muda, uh, Vader, Jumbo Saruda, Steve Williams, The Great Sasuke, Akira Maeda, Minoru Suzuki. Chris Jericho, Dr. Wagner Jr., Ghetto, Jado, Dan Crawford, Doug Furness, Macho Man Randy Savage, Abdullah Kobayashi, Tomohiro Ishii, Super Leather, Shadow WX, Matanobu Fuji, and Madakatsu Funaki. All right, and Gerard, give me all your picks. I have Toshiaki Kawada, Masahiro Chono, Hayabusa, Ultimo Dragon, Masato Tanaka, Giant Baba, Cactus Jack, Volkan, Owen Hart, Yuki Ishikawa, Tomoaki Hanma, Takao Omori, Yoshihiro Takiyama, Johnny Smith, Magnum Tokyo, Grand Naniwa, uh, Lord Steven Regal, Yoji Anjo, Dean Malenko, Super Uchu Power, Nobutaka Areya, and now Hiro Hoshikawa. All right. 
So folks, this is where we will be taking a, a quick break to go together and put our to put our cards together uh, through the magic of audio, of course. You'll just hear a brief little musical interlude, and then we'll be right back with all of our cards. So folks, we'll see you in a second. Automatic, 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 autom
So as kind of a change of pace, since the people just saw a deathmatch, it's time for some juniors. So I've booked uh, the great Sasuke and Tomohiro Ishii versus Chris Jericho and Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, give me your second match, Flay. Uh, my second match is uh, Yoshinara, Yoshinari Ogawa and Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Yoshiaki Fujiwara and Masashi Aoyagi in a different rules hybrid styles battle tag team match. That's a good one. Uh, my second match, I did not draft enough Kanatai DX members to do a six-man, but I believe Shima team with them anyway. So, or we did in the past at some point. So what we're doing here is a six-man tag, obviously Michinoku Pro style. Taka Michinoku, Men's Teo, and Shima taking on the team of Jushin Thunder Liger, Naoki Sano, and Gran Hamada. Uh, give me your next match, Gerard. Okay, we're having a battle of classic British wrestling style. Uh, my next match is uh, Johnny Smith versus Lord Steven Regal. Uh, your next match, Paul? Yeah, so my next match very well has the chance of stealing the show, I would say. So it is a 100 light tubes, Giga Hammer, and Alpha death match of Abdullah Kobayashi versus Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> wow. Uh, give me your next match here, Flay, your third match. My third match is a Kenta Kobashi versus Onryo in a European Cat Rules match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my third match, I have two guys that have wrestled, you know, recently, but I think in if this match happened in like 1999, it would kick ass. Masaki Mochizuki versus Minoru Tanaka. And that does it for my junior heavyweights. So give me your next match, Gerard. Okay, next match, tag team match. The team of No Fear, Takao Omori, and Yoshihiro Takayama versus Giant Baba and Nobutaka Oreya. Interesting. Paul? Yeah, so just as with the last time we did a death match, uh, we're going to have a tag team match right after. We're going to have the Canem Express versus the World Class Tag Team. Yeah, I figured that before you were going when you picked all four of them. Uh, your fourth match here, Fly. My fourth match, we're going with um, a three-way exploding death match. Exploding barbed wire death match, I guess. Um, uh, Atsushi Onita versus Masao Orihara versus Shinjiro Otani. <laughs> kind of awesome. Uh, my fourth match, so these are two big lads that just... I don't think this ever happened, and I would be kind of interested. Terry Gordy versus Hiro Saito is my fourth match. Gerard, give me your next match. My next match is to get all you catch wrestling and shoot style people drooling. We got Yuki Ishikawa versus Volkan. Mm, I'm sure that's going to go and use some votes, probably. Paul, your next pick here. So... Uh, continuing the uh, shoot style theme, I guess. So we're getting into the business end of the card now. So my next match is a UWF rules match. It's Akira Maeda versus Minoru Suzuki. Fly, your fifth match? My fifth match is a match that I'm sure is a, probably a dream match for one of my wrestlers in the match, considering his clear influences. It's a match that could go in many directions. Maybe it will be a technical match. Maybe it will be a brawl. 
maybe it'll just be a, I don't know, a character work-based match. Who knows? But my fifth match is a Dick Togo versus Terry Funk. Ooh. Yeah, and I doubt yeah. that I doubt that ever happens. So that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so my fifth match. Speaking of matches, I checked to make sure it didn't happen. I didn't draft either one of them, thinking of it. But for some reason, when I saw them on my list, I was like, oh. I would really like to see that for some reason. Is Alexander Otsuka versus Manabu Nakanishi? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, they take it to the mat or something. Gerard, you got third from the top here. Okay, this was the this is the match yeah, that I had in my head that I knew for sure I was going to do or I was going to try to get if I could get the wrestlers. This is going to be called a no rope exploding barbed wire tables, ladders, chairs, and light tubes death match. Uh, Cactus Jack versus Tomoaki Hanma. <laughs> that is that that would be something. Uh Paul, third from the top. Yeah. So first from the top, we have a special singles match. It's Jumbo Saruda versus Dr. Death Steve Williams. All right. So Flay, you're third from the top here. Uh my third from the top match, six matches um Kazunari Murakami versus the great Kabuki. In a fight to the death match. Not a death match. <laughs> a fight to the death match. Somebody will leave that match um, and they'll have to head straight for the morgue. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. My third from the top is a match that I knew I wanted to do the moment I picked one of the two wrestlers. And I was like, well, if the other one lasts, if anyone else thinks they can't pick him. Um, a true dream match that never happened and never will. But and I have no idea how it would have gone if it did, but I know I want to see it. Antonio Inoki versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. So there you go. <laughs> That's certainly who top. would do the job in that one. Uh, it would definitely have to be poor Shawn Michaels, but uh, you know, I think Inoki can handle himself if it comes down to a shoot. So, uh, Gerard, give me your semifinal here. Uh, semifinal, I don't necessarily say which year of wrestler. Um, but I will say this will be 1991 Masahiro Chono, given uh, other things that would happen to him several years later. So uh, 1991 Masahiro Chono versus Masato Tanaka. Oh, that would be good. Paul, your semifinal. My semifinal is the battle for the top Gaijin of the 90s. It's the battle of Vader versus Stan Hansen. Yeah. I think you like muted. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, sorry. So the battle. Yeah, sorry. So my number two pick is the battle. Yeah, Top Gaijin. It's Vader versus Stan Hansen. All right. Flay, the semifinal. Uh, My semifinal is a match that, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a crazy match. Tenryu, when he's teaming up with somebody who, uh, can get beat up for him. Those are some of his best matches. I think this match will be exceptionally exciting, to my taste at least. Genichiro Tenryu and Tsuyoshi Kikuchi. That would be an amazing tag team. Versus Mr. Ganesuke and the Gladiator. Two guys who teamed quite a bit in their FMW tenure. Wow. Uh, my semi-main event. So I have two wrestlers here on one side who... I think both each put on some of the best tag matches of all time in the 90s. So teaming together is Akira Tawe and Hiroshi Hase. 
and their opponents will be rivals from the 80s who are coming together here uh, to try and coexist. Ricky Choshu and Tatsumi Fujinami. So that's my semi-main event. All right, your main event of the evening, Gerard. Uh, well, some people might have been able to put this together by process of elimination. They never had a singles match, although they're tangled in a couple of tags in all Japan. But my main event is Toshiaki Kwada versus Hayabusa. Yeah, I kind of figured. Paul, give me your main event. So my main event of the evening is the battle of Ace versus Ace. It's the Great Muda versus Mitsuharu Misawa. That also never happened as a singles match. I, I can't think of one if it did. So, uh, Flay, give me your main event. My main event is a match that uh, I'm pretty sure never happened. And uh, it is a match that I think would be very interesting to watch. Uh, an interesting styles battle, so to speak, but also a match would be pretty brutal. I really have no idea how it would turn out if it happened, but uh, Kensuke Sasaki versus Daisuke Keda is my main event. All right. And my main event, a singles match that also never happened, uh, even though it was teased in a tag at the very first Zero One show. And again, by processable nation, it was my first two picks. I knew I wanted to do this match the moment they were both available. Shinya Hashimoto versus Jun Akiyama. So, you know, I think June might have to do the job there, especially since this would be like probably 1999 for both guys. But, uh, and I think that would be an incredible singles match. So, there you go. All right, folks, let's wrap this up by just really, really quickly recapping our whole cards. So, uh, I guess reverse order is fine. I'll go first. Uh, my opener is Coach Kanemoto versus Black Tiger Eddie Guerrero. Match two is Jushin Thunder Liger, Naoki Sano, and Gran Hamada. Versus Takamichi Noku, Men's Teo, and Shima. Match three is Masaki Motozuki and Minoru Tanaka. Match four is Terry Gordy versus Hiro Saito. Match five is Alexander Otsuka and versus Manaba Nakanishi. Uh, match six, Antonio Inoki versus Shawn Michaels. The semifinal, Akira Tawe and Hiroshi Hase versus Ricky Choshu and Tatsumi Fujinami. And the main event, Shinya Hashimoto versus Jun Akiyama. Go ahead, Flay. Okay, my card is um Chris Benoit Invader number one versus Mitsuo Mitsuo Momota in a handicap match. Um, that's gonna get the crowd hyped up crazy to open the show, get them <laughs> in great mood. <laughs> Yoshinari Ogawa and Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Yoshiaki Fujiwara and Masashi Oyagi in a different rules hybrid styles battle tag team match. Third is Kenta Kobashi, the legend, against Onryo, the legend, in a match suited to both of them, the European catch rules. Um, next up is Shinjiro Otani versus Masao Urihara versus Tsushi Onita, barbed wire rope exploding death match. Then Dick Togo versus Terry Funk, Kazunari Murakami versus the great Kabuki in a fight to the death match. Ganisho Tenri and Tsuyoshi Kikuchi versus Mr. Gonosuke in the Gladiator. Rules are implied there. Don't think I have to say a step for that one. And the main event is Kensei Saki versus Daisuke Ikeda. All right. And give me your card again, Paul. Yeah, sorry. I actually just realized looking over my card again that I actually screwed up the order of matches three and four. Okay. 
So is it okay yeah, if I read them out in the order I actually intended? Yeah, yeah, okay. So my opener is the match of Rest in Peace, Mother Nobufuchi. It's Mother Nobufuchi versus Masakatsu Tanaki. My match number two is a barbed wire board and scissors staff match. It's super leather and Oh, Paul, I think you're having connection. Head WX. My, yeah. my match number three is uh, the great Sasuke weather. Sorry. Let me see if I can fix it. Just give me a second. I think you're, I think you're okay. I think you're okay now. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so what was the last one you heard? Uh, number two. Number two. So my number three match is uh, the great Sasuke and Tomohiro Ishii versus Chris Jericho and Dr. Wagner Jr. And then my number four match is a 100 lie to Giga Hammer and Alpha death match of Macho Man Randy Savage versus Abdullah Kobayashi. Then my next match is the Canem Express uh, and versus the... We, I think we lost Paul again. Uh, <laughs> the Canon Express versus the World's Greatest Tag Team. Um, okay, I think we might have to move over to Gerard because I don't think it looks like Paul's Aaron has totally dropped. Uh, okay, so Gerard, so, yeah, go ahead and read your card for me. Opening match: Ultimo Dragon versus Grand Naniwa. Uh, then we have Nao Hero Hoshikawa versus Magnum Tokyo. Third match: Yoji Anjo versus Super Uchu Power. Uh, fourth match, Dean Malenko versus Owen Hart. Fifth match, Johnny Smith versus Lord Steven Regal. Number six, No Fear, Takao Mori and Yoshihiro Takayama versus Giant Baba and Nobutaka Areya. Number seven, Yuki Ishikawa versus Volkan. Number eight, No Rope, Exploding Barbed Wire, Tables, Ladders, Chairs, and Light Tubes. Death match, Cactus Jack versus Tomoaki Hanma. Masahiro Chono versus Masato Tanaka and Toshiaki Kawada versus Hayabusa. Paul, if you're back, do you want to pick up from Matt Six? Paul, can you hear me? Okay, I don't think Paul's going to, unfortunately, I don't think Paul's going to be able to work. So, uh, folks, you'll have to go back and listen, I guess, for his last four matches. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but they'll or be on the you, list. Uh, or when you post the cards on Twitter. Yeah, I'll post a I'll post a card, so we'll be fine. But uh, yeah, sorry about that, everybody. All right, so that will wrap things up. Um, let's go ahead and do some plugs. Uh, go ahead first. Why don't you go first, Flay? Go ahead. What do you got? Do you want to plug your Twitter? Sure. You can find me at at Flay Blazer. I'd like to say that I try to entertain my fan base, even if there whether there is a fan base or not. That's up to you to the side but I, I i try to keep uh keep things interesting if you go to my twitter i have an interesting name interesting avatar uh yeah all that's right. all i really have to say thank you for the opportunity john by the way i oh, hope you're very that welcome. i can return one day yes for sure and uh you now will of course get to vote in the very prestigious obakase awards so oh, thanks that. paul did you are you back? It looks like your connection might be back. No, <laughs> I guess not. Okay, I guess we're giving up on Paul. Uh, Gerard, give me 
Uh, well, I don't really have anything to plug because God knows everything I had planned coming out or something on Voices of Wrestling could be up in the air. Probably not, but fingers crossed that uh, everything after the 15th returns to normal. Uh, but uh, I would say keep Naoya Nomura in your thoughts and prayers because if they are pulling him from the carnival with over a month before it starts, his cervical neck uh, herniated disc herniated cervical disc sounds like it could be of the more serious variety if uh he can't just rest up in a few weeks absolutely if he's, he's going to be out um... long term it's not looking good so please keep him in your thoughts and prayers i know john you were really upset by uh like the cancellation this week of Hiromu versus naito but what made me upset and all depressed was no more getting yanked from the carnival yeah i can imagine uh Flo, you were going to say something about the no more thing I was going to say, uh, I think he was a lot of people's pick to win the carnival, and I was very excited for his carnival. And not just the carnival, but just like it seemed like he's going to be out for a significant amount of time past that. And I am just uh, really hope his injury isn't serious because he's one of my favorite wrestlers right now. So, Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say, too, I'm ca- like I said at the start, I'm, I'm starting to become more cautiously optimistic that they're going to come back after the 15th, all these companies. But, uh, you know, there's no way to know for sure. But I just want to make sure to to know that, like, Omakase is going to be here. You know, if we have to, you know, if, if this thing extends past the 15th, it's possible I might skip a week or two if there's really nothing going on. But as of no, now. this could become an AEW podcast. No, for fuck's sake. Speaking anything. of All Elite, All Elite, did any of you watch All Elite Wrestling Revolution? No, I, I, I didn't. I watched it. And, and uh, tag team match I've ever seen. Fire. All Elite Wrestling. Uh, I'm not, well, I didn't watch it. I, I'm usually a Meltzer defender, but on uh, the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, he was like, oh, it's March 1st. It's the anniversary of Kobashi versus Misawa from March 1st, 03, which he said that tag match last night was better than, and I lost it. And I usually don't lose it at Dave, but <laughs> I lost it that time. Uh, well. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't watch it, and I really have no plans. I think it was a really good tag match, but I would not go five stars like some people are. Uh, whatever. It's. I mean, like I, everybody has their wrestling opinions. I don't really get fired up about other people's wrestling opinions, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It's just not a match I expect. It's not a match I would expect to like, and I don't really see the point of watching a match. That I already think I'm. Did not you like, like the Young Bucks versus Golden Lovers matches? I liked it live, and then when I went back and watched it after, I didn't like it nearly. Okay, well, you, it's probably, it was kind of similar in a lot of ways, so you probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, the Bucks like faces really like bothered me in that match, <laughs> which I think people have told me would be the case for this one too. So I don't, I, I don't really see the point of watching a match for promotion I don't like, in just to like shit on it you know like i don't know it's just not really oh i i well if it if it oh if it reaches a certain level of shittiness i will like i watched the fiend versus seth rollins but it has to be (laughs) like world historically bad yeah we can talk about the fiend i did watch friday night smackdown so we could talk are you pumped for goldberg versus uh roman (laughs) i i actually think that has a non-zero chance of being a good five minute match yeah, you know that's the route they go, but I guess we'll say, uh, as far as Friday Night SmackDown, though, the Fiend. <laughs> so I, people who don't know the backstory on this. I go to my uh, to visit my dad in New Jersey about once a month, and I always go on uh, Friday nights. So like, you know, um, 
the when it, when I do go there, I don't really have a ton else to do, so I usually turn on SmackDown. And I'm glad I, I happened to be going this week because the image of the fiend pointing at the WrestleMania sign and John Cena tipping his cap to the fiend uh, was legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like I was still like laughing about it like an hour and a half later, just sitting down and just thinking of it again. So it was uh, it was something. The fiend. Uh, my um, only thing is, John, I'm a I'm John a Muskie. fan. I'm a fan of Big Match John, and given like the amount of talent on that roster, they could have legitimately tried to do a program where he could have had a really awesome match. But we're just getting that instead. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It gave us a great moment, all time. WrestleMania moment, the setup for the Fiend against John Cena. But uh, yeah, there you go. Folks, you can follow us at, on Twitter at WrestleOmakase, Wrestling Would Not Fit. I want to mention too, Paul's Twitter at Darth underscore Dragon. He doesn't even want you to follow him, but uh, you should still follow him. Why not? Um, as far as this show, we'll actually be back next week with an all no people gate episode as I'm going to call it, where I'm going to be joined by on Twitter at Ice Age Coming SA. Uh, I should have asked him for his actual name, but I didn't. <laughs> but it's Ice, Ice Age Coming is his Twitter handle, a uh, big Joshi fan on Twitter. And we're going to talk about the stardom March 8th uh, No People Gate show that they're doing, the Empty Arena Corican. We're also going to talk about the Tokyo Joshi March 1st uh, Empty Dojo Tournament, which I watched last night and really enjoyed. That's what I was actually watching during Revolution. But there were like four or five other people on my Twitter feed live tweeting uh, the Tokyo Joshi show. So I guess we're all dorks. But uh, I, I I love that show a lot, actually. So I'm excited to talk about it next week. Plus, we'll talk about two empty arena DET shows from the dojo. Uh, today's show that I haven't watched yet, March 1st, and the March 3rd show. So four empty arena shows. That'll be next week, the all-no-people-gate episode of Omakaze. So tune in for that. In the meantime... Thank you to all of my guests for coming on. Uh, thank you as always for listening, and we will. And thank you also to my our sponsors this week. Uh, at get, go to getroman.com/vow and ziprecruiter.com/vow. Again, getroman.com/vow and ziprecruiter.com/vow. Thank you everybody for listening, and we will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.